In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Once again, apologies for the delay in the uh, beginning of Mass. Ken and Avis had, uh, hopefully, which is the small medical uh, hiccup, and he had to depart unexpectedly for the emergency room. So please keep him in your prayers that everything goes well and that he comes home quickly. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Most Precious Blood of Jesus, so it's our, our parish's feast day today. It also marks the one-year anniversary of the existence of the Most Precious Blood of Jesus Parish, so it's a very good opportunity for us to give thanks to God for the um, establishing of this personal parish here in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, to give thanks to God for the many benefits and blessings and graces he's conferred upon us all in this beautiful parish for its growth and its continued um, flourishing, thanks to God's providence and his abundant grace that he's given to us. The precious blood of Jesus is a beautiful feast for many reasons. As I didn't really know I was offering this Mass, I haven't prepared a homily that is in any way um, adequate for the solemnity of this feast. So I will do my best to just highlight a few things that we can consider today um, with regard to the most precious blood of Jesus Christ. Our Lord's precious blood was prefigured in the various um, effusions of blood in the Old Testament, and we can certainly draw a lot of spiritual fruit from considering these, these types of Christ present under the old dispensation, the Mosaic Law. We see that um, even prior to the Mosaic Law, Abraham, with his son Isaac, they go up Mount Moriah to offer a sacrifice to God, and, and Isaac asks his father, Father, here is the, the wood and the knife, but where is the victim? And Abraham responds, God himself will provide a victim for the offering. This was a prophecy of our Lord's own death, when he would shed his most precious blood for us. And we know that when Abraham was about at the point of slaying his son Isaac, that the angel stayed his hand and told him that because he was obedient to God, that um, his son would be spared and God did provide a ram for them to sacrifice. But this was not the victim uh, foretold by Abraham's prophecy. It was simply a substitute, a type of Christ. Christ is the true victim whose blood alone appeases the justice of God and washes away the sins of the world. Then, of course, with Moses in the Passover, the exodus from the bondage of Egypt, which itself represented the dominion of the devil over souls who had fallen into his um, power through original and all actual sin, we know that the condition upon which the Israelites were delivered that the firstborn son of every family was spared from the destroying angel of death who passed over the land of Egypt was that they slay a sheep without blemish. A lamb without blemish was killed and its blood was spread on the lintels of the doors of the houses in which the Hebrews dwelt. And when the angel saw the blood on the door, it passed them by and spared their lives. This too shows us the value of Christ's blood, Christ who in the New Covenant, by the sacraments, applies his precious blood to the dwelling place of our, our bodies and our souls. Firstly, in baptism, when original sin is washed in the blood of the Lamb. 
Then, of course, when we receive this precious blood in the most holy sacrament of the altar, our souls are nourished and strengthened like the Israelites were strengthened and nourished on the flesh of the lamb that was slain, and their homes were protected by the application of this blood to the lintels of the doorway. Then in the sacrament of confirmation, the power of this blood is given to our soul, thanks to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are confirmed and strengthened in us that we received already in baptism. They're brought to adulthood and perfection. Through the sacrament of penance, we are truly washed in the blood of the Lamb, and our sins are remitted, whether they be mortal or venial, when we approach this sacrament of the most precious blood of the Immaculate Lamb of God. All of our souls are, are cleansed and blotted of their, their, the stains of sin. And this can be, um, we see a type of this in the brass, the brazen serpent that was raised in the desert when they were bit by these little snakes. The Israelites, led by Moses, they were, they complained and were murmuring against God and God punished them with these poisonous serpents and the only remedy was for them to look upon the brass serpent on the pole that was raised by Moses and if they, all that looked upon this brass serpent were healed. The serpent was, of course, a type of Christ crucified, who, if we look to him with the eyes of faith, if we seek him through the contact of the sacraments, which allow us to come into direct contact, direct spiritual contact with Christ himself, with there's, um, the source at the cross, the source of the virtue of the sacraments comes to us from the passion and death of Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood, then we are healed from our sins. In extreme unction, our souls once again are brought into contact with this, this laver of the blood of Christ as they are strengthened to meet the Immaculate Lamb who will be their judge and also their, if they die in a state of grace, their savior at that meeting, that uh, all-important moment when we leave this life to go into the next, to encounter Christ as our judge. So extreme unction once again applies the strength, the cleansing, and the power, the healing touch of Christ's blood in his, um, in his role as divine physician for our sick souls, both physical illness and spiritual illness. And of course, matrimony is a, a sacrament in which the spouses are sanctified by the blood of Christ. They should be um, their primary desire should be their mutual sanctification and the sanctification of any children that God should bless them with. But the sanctification of the spouses, even without, if God doesn't bless them with children, and this is operated and affected by the power of the blood of Christ once again. The spouses should be willing to lay down their lives for each other as Christ laid down his life for his church. And finally, in the sacrament of holy orders, the priest is configured to Christ, both priest and victim. The priest who offers the blood and the body of Christ on the altar, and then a victim because a priest is not his own. He lays down his life for his flock, just as Christ laid down his life for all of us. The priest is called to not only offer up the saving victim upon the altar, during which the mystical separation of the body and the blood of Christ is represented due to the double consecration, the consecration of the host and of the chalice.
this is essential for the Mass to um, be complete. We never just consecrate one without the other because through this double consecration, the power of the true bloody sacrifice is represented across time and space and applied to our souls for our various needs, to thank God for his goodness, to um, implore his blessings upon us, to make propitiation and atonement for our sins. And, um, of course, this is a beautiful summary, if you will, of all of the power that Christ gives us through his most precious blood. So let us be grateful today for our Lord who shed his blood for us, the sacred heart which pumps this precious blood through the body of Christ's physical body, also pumps the spiritual power of this precious blood through the mystical body of Christ, as long as we are attached to this body through the state of sanctifying grace. Christ has two bodies, we know, the mystical body of his church, of which we are all the members, and his physical body. And through the draining of the precious blood from the, myst from the physical body, the, from the physical body, the mystical body is vivified. It uh, was brought to life from the open side of Christ on the cross, as we read in the Gospel of today's Mass. The Church was truly born on the cross, out of the open side of Christ, who is the new Adam, just as Eve was born from the rib of the first Adam. The Church is the new Eve and the mystical body of her Savior, the, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. So. The, um, the precious blood of Jesus gives us all of these benefits and is therefore worthy of our worship and adoration and thanksgiving and praise, particularly we who are members of the most precious blood of Jesus parish here in Pittsburgh. So let us offer this blood at this Holy Mass on behalf of all the poor sinners of the world, on behalf of the poor souls in purgatory who are consoled so much when we apply this blood to their needs, too. Every Mass is offered also for the holy souls in purgatory, the church suffering, and they benefit immensely when we pray especially for them, applying the power of this saving uh, precious blood to their souls. O precious blood of Jesus, save us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.